What's up, party people? This is the podcast Builder vs. Buyer, and I'm the host, Adam Steiner. This podcast is dedicated to the home building industry, bringing builders and buyers together through advice and education. So I think part of my my plan here and, and inevitably what I will end up doing is, is not only pointing you to what's going on in the building world and peeling back that curtain, but also what's what's upcoming, what, what should we be thinking about. Um, and for those architects out there practicing in, um, you know, states, California, Colorado, um, this guest today is in Maryland. Um, this isn't any, anything new, but for us here in the Midwest, this is, this is something that may, that may come soon. And, um, something I've heard a lot about this year, which is ADUs or accessory dwelling units. Um, my guest will dive into, uh, what that means and, and what's going on there. But, um, yeah, I, I felt like it was a good service to you, the listeners, just to know something that's upcoming, something that might change the building industry a little bit as we, as we move forward. Um, and speaking of my guest, um, yet another one of my good friends, my new good friends from Mastermind Group. His name is Ben Norkin. He's the owner of Ben Norkin Architecture, so practicing architect uh, out of Maryland. Um, and he also runs an architectural training hub, Hyperfine Architecture. It's an awesome resource for Revit training, ARE courses. Um, so if you're a practicing architect, great resource to check that out. Um, I will put all that in the show notes and... Without any more time and introduction, here is Ben. All right, Ben, thank you so much for joining me. I'm glad to have you on today. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Awesome. Um, okay, so this is a little bit of a niche topic, but I think it's something that we're all going to see in our markets in the next, I don't know, five to 20 years, depending on how progressive your market is. It's a phrase I, I hear a lot, ADU. I had to Google it the first time I heard, which is recently within the last six months. Um, and uh, my friend Ben here has has done a few of them. So I just wanted to pick his brain. First off, what is an ADU? All right. So an ADU is an accessory dwelling unit. Um, a lot of times it might be called a in-law suite or a granny flat or something similar to that. But it is basically an apartment that you can create on your property or in your own house um, that you can then rent out to people. Gotcha. So how can I tell like if my city or town allows them? So this will typically be controlled by the zoning laws um, of your town or your city or your county or whoever is whoever the building department um, is from your, you know, from your jurisdiction. Uh, and so their website would be the, the first place to start probably. Okay. So in designing these, like when, when you get a client, is, is, is it typically a new construction type of project or are you looking more, is this remodel renovation work? Uh, it can be either. Um, from, a, from a construction standpoint, it's really not that complicated. There's nothing, there's nothing from the building side of it, um, the design and construction side that's, that's unique. Uh, it's really more about the zoning laws, like I just mentioned. So, And the reason we're hearing a lot more about this recently is that a lot of places are changing the zoning laws to make these things more accessible. So where I live, uh, just outside of Washington, D.C., just January 1st, 2020, they relaxed some laws that allowed more people to have ADUs. And in California, they just changed some laws statewide that will allow up to two ADUs um, per, per lot. 
and made a lot more relaxations in the laws to make it easier to, to get these things. So it's never really been a construction issue. Um, there are some, you know, specific things you have to do if it's an apartment that you don't have to do for a typical house, but those are not really anything um, really unique or, or difficult. The challenge with these has always been what you're allowed to do uh, for the zoning. Yeah, interesting. So why are cities and towns and municipalities, states even relaxing this code? Is it is it affordable housing? Is that what they're they're getting after? Yeah, I believe it's it's affordable housing. It's also people want them. It's also a possible income stream for people. Um, and there's also we're seeing a lot more extended families living in the same place together. So uh, you know, an ADU it could be for having a tenant to to have rent, or it could be for uh, you know, your brother-in-law's family or your parents are going to come live with you and that type of thing. So there's a lot of different reasons that that people want these. And there are a lot of different reasons that uh, the, you know, the local governments are amending the laws to make it easier to have them. Yeah. Interesting. How do you feel about this as like a potential potential solution for affordable housing? I know this is talked about a ton in the industry. Um, that is not at all my air expertise. I'm I'm for them. I, I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a way yeah. to add add some density um, and to add affordable housing into maybe some more suburban areas where maybe none existed before. But uh, I'm uh, <laughs> sorry that I'm not the right person to ask about that. No, no, no. All good. I I've designed a couple of new construction homes with them, but not, none like a completely separate standalone unit. They've all been, you know, what would be labeled the in-law suite on the floor plan page or whatever. Um, so what, what changes in the construction? Is it just, um, the like rating fire ratings on the demising walls? Um, that's one of the big ones. That's one of the big ones. Um, and every local jurisdiction will have, you know, what their definition of an ADU is. And so a lot of times you can have a full apartment, um, with a kitchenette and, you know, what appears to be apartment, but then if you don't have a stove, um, usually that's a, a demarcation line of what's an ADU or not. So a lot of times you can just have, you know, an almost apartment or you can have an in-law suite, but it doesn't necessarily have to be classified as an ADU. Uh, but when you start to add things like a stove and a whole separate kitchen unit, um, then it has to be an ADU. And then you get bumped up into doing things like a fire separation wall between the ADU and the rest of the house. And that's if it's in your house, you know, if it's, if it's out in the backyard, it's, that's different. Um, yeah, but, a, a, you know, a fire rating wall is, is not that complicated. Um, it's only right. slightly more, you know, construction than a regular wall. So that's, that's really nothing all that difficult that, that any builder should be able to do. Yeah. What, um, do you see more of them like within the home footprint or are people building them like as separate buildings on their sites? Uh, here I've seen more of, of in the basement, you know, people have an unfinished okay. basement or they've got a basement that has a bedroom in it already. And they want to see what they need to do to convert it into an actual ADU that they can rent out. Um, the laws in California, you'll probably see more people building them in their backyards just because they've allowed that uh, to happen now. And then a lot of times, um, here where I live, a lot of people have these detached garages and they, they want to see what it would take to, to turn that into an ADU. But for the most part, um, it's, it's usually seems to be basement apartments. Okay. Do you need a, do you need your own private door? Yep. That's another one of the things, um, you need, you know, it needs parking, it needs its own entrance. Uh, those are some of the ones that you wouldn't need if you were just doing a regular, you know, a, a guest room in the basement or something. Right. Um, so, 
but then you know the the requirements for a bedroom don't change it still has to be the same size and has an egress window just as if you're doing any other room in your house gotcha um is that off street parking then as well that's not street parking correct yes and it depends you know here where i specifically live um there are relaxations if you live within uh, a mile of our metro system of our public train system then you don't have to do the parking so there's other you know there's there's relaxations like that and there's exceptions but usually for an adu it needs to be fire separated from the main house um it needs one bedroom it needs a full kitchen that means it has a stove uh, it needs its own entrance that can't be into the bedroom uh, and it needs parking and it needs a lighted path from that parking to that entrance and the entrance has to be on the side or the back so it's not that uh, you know you can't have someone living in your basement apartment called ADU and have them enter through your front door, gotcha, you know, and, yeah. and walk down the stairs to the basement. Um, yeah. So you mentioned a couple features that um, lend themselves to ADUs, like detached garages, unfinished basements. Anything else? So like, if I'm thinking of doing one in my home, what should I? What's good and what's bad within my home that would make it easy or hard for me to do one of these? Well, first I should say, I've said a lot about the requirements are, but really these things, you know, I'm, I'm talking broadly and these are general things that are typically true, but really if you're looking into this for where you live, you need to start with your building department to see what the specific requirements are. Uh, yeah. But the things I've said so far are probably going to be, you know, probably going to be one of the requirements or some variation of that. So some good things, typically what you want is, you know, you want a basement that already has a good ceiling height. You want a basement that maybe already has some windows, you know, the, the, the easiest thing to do would be to finish a space that's already big enough and already high enough. Um, and then just, just bring in some utilities down there to create the kitchen and to finish into a bedroom. So if you have, you know, a recently newly constructed house that has a full basement, uh, you're fine. A lot of houses where I live around here are, are pretty old. There are a lot of historic zones around here uh, and the basements are not the nicest places. Um, and so a lot of times you'll find that you have yeah. to maybe dig out the slabs. So you can lower it. Um, and then you, you know, then you're getting into a whole different level of construction just to create, you know, a bedroom and a living room and a kitchen. Yeah, that's, yeah, my, uh, my in-laws have a, I think it's 115, 120 year old house. And yeah, the foundation is just interesting. <laughs> you yeah, know, the there's a angle. It's yeah. It's or blocks. there's, you know, the foundation is just a couple, uh, a couple, uh, layers of stone or brick with no footing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get a lot of that around here. <laughs> crazy um if if i were wanting to do one of these would you recommend hiring a contractor or architect or designer first on this one i might say an architect first and I, that's not always my answer um even though i'm an architect you know i think uh, and i listened to your podcast about that which you had some you had some good points so i'm i'm often a fan of of talking to both the architect and contractor first and deciding which way to go but in this one, it seems like this is a good fit for an architect or building designer, uh, someone who is more used to dealing with things like the building code and the zoning laws and and things like that. Um, because it, like I said, it is more of a a legal issue with these ADUs than an actual construction issue. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, do you find that contractors are? Um, reluctant to build these are there contractors that specialize in these um reluctant no and specialize perhaps but uh not that i've come across like you said it's still pretty new um you know i think it's going to be i think it's going to be 
sooner than five years that we see a lot more of these. Um, I think it's mm -hmm. already starting to happen. So probably within two to three years, you're going to see a lot more of these um, coming around. But no, uh, like I said a couple of times, the construction of it is not that much more complicated than if you were just going to finish your basement anyway. Interesting. That's uh yeah, that's really neat. Um, so are you seeing more, you mentioned both, like, is it, is it the in-law suite related living? Are they being used as income properties? Um, you said it's, it's just a wide range. That's, um, yeah, the one, the ones the I've done ha have been both. So a lot of times people are either looking at it for themselves where they might want to age in place. So they might want to create, um, they might want to create something on their basement, which might be at ground level or on their first floor, which might be at ground level. So, a, you know, what would be called an in-law suite or something either for their actual in-laws, you know, for their parents or themselves. Um, and then the other side, like you said, is people using it as rental units. Uh, and then the benefit though of doing it the in-law suite style is if you don't care about having a separate kitchen, then you don't have to do, you don't have to worry about all this stuff. You don't have to worry about the, uh, the ADU laws and the zoning and stuff like that. You can just build a new bedroom, a new bathroom, a new kitchenette even um, in your house, but you don't have to worry about having a stove. You don't have to worry about the fire separation, that type of thing. Because then the other, the other issue is that once you get through the building department, you still have whatever, um, you know, whatever local authority deals with your tenant laws, you're still dealing with them. So that might be the department of health um, or, you know, department of human services, whatever you have in your county or city. Uh, so you're dealing with someone else after you get the actual thing built. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of and, that. And none um, of that, you know, like I said, you don't deal with any of that if you're just building something for yourself or for your parents to live in the same house. Um, yeah. But if you if you want it to be completely separate, you know, you want them on your on your property, but you don't want to see them every day, or you want to make an actual rental property, then you got to go the full ADU route. Um, <clears throat> anything else we need to know? Any anything I'm I'm missing here on the ADU front? No, I think these are some of the main questions. Um, I said a couple of times, it's not a construction issue, really. It's a, it's a zoning, you know, it's a, it's more of a zoning law issue creating these things. So uh, when these laws that are being come becoming relaxed or allowing more ADUs, they don't really change anything about the construction. The building code is still the same. Uh, they're just allowing you to do these things more frequently. Gotcha. Um, as an architect, how does your process differ from um, like a new construction plan versus somebody, you know, adding an ADU to a basement, backyard, garage, whatever it is? Well, for new construction, it would be very easy because you're starting from scratch. You can do whatever it is you want to do. So you can, right. you can build everything right the first time. Basements, um, it's not a ton different, like I said, because it's not really too much of a construction issue, but you want to make sure that you want to be extra sure in advance that you're allowed to build what you're, you know, what you want to build. So you got to definitely check for the parking, which I wouldn't typically do. Um, double check the ceiling heights, make sure that you actually can get um, utilities down there, things like this. So it might take a little bit more due diligence uh, at the beginning just to just to double check the ADU laws there. Um, but if from a design and construction standpoint, it's not a ton different. Yeah, and one thing. I've noticed, I'm curious your opinion on this, Ben, but that um, uh, the existing plans don't really matter. The projects I've worked on, like I want to measure. Um, so when I'm working on a renovation or rebuild, like what's your, what's your thought and your process on site measuring? Well, it's funny because I, 
is without a doubt my least favorite part of any project. Um, and I'm, I'm doing one tomorrow and I'm doing one on Friday. So that's what I've got to look forward to. But I spent a, I spent a lot of time measuring um, because I want to make sure that what we build, you know, I want to make sure what I, what I design can actually fit. And it's yeah. funny how, how often it comes down to a matter of inches one way or the other. Yeah. Um, so, so I do spend a lot of time, uh, a lot of time that I really dislike uh, measuring the existing conditions of these houses. Um, and around here with all these historic houses, it is a little bit annoying. Yeah. Um, nothing straight. Nothing's nothing straight. And then, and then the funny thing though, is that when I come back and draw it, you know, on my, you know, on my software, everything is perfectly clean lines. So right. I always have to make sure I go out back to the construction site once in a while to remind myself what it, what it actually looks like there. Mm -hmm. And I say that as a note for, for clients thinking of doing this in their home, like, I've heard from people a lot of times like, oh, I've got the building plans. You should be able to start. And I'm like, n like it, from what I know in the construction industry, like there's just so much that happens between the plans and what actually gets built. Even if you get, had a home that was closed yesterday, I would still want to measure because you just never know what you're getting into, what, what it exactly was on that plan to what happened in real life. Yeah, this is true. Um, yeah, I agree completely. You gotta, you have to do. If you, if you are someone who cares about the work you're giving to someone else, then you gotta do your own measure. Um, if the client is looking to save a lot of money and say, "Well, I'll just give you the plans, you can start from there," you might, you know, go try Craigslist or something to find that guy because uh, that's not me, and that's probably not you either. Yeah, yeah, and I would say, like, I'd caution people. If, if somebody wants to draw, if, if somebody's willing to draw without seeing your site and without measuring, like that's a red flag for me. I, I, I wouldn't hire that person um, because yeah, there's, I, I don't know what, have you uncovered any crazy things in site measures that you just wouldn't be on a plan? Like anything come, come to mind? Cause I feel um, like there's so much out there. There's um, no, I mean, I haven't, I haven't found any like uh, panic rooms or anything like that. But, I was on, uh, a, I was working on a remodel um, just a couple weeks ago, and um, they gave us the plans. But then when my associate went to measure it, um, there were just two two by eights from the um, ceiling joists all the way to the rafters. And we asked the client about it. They're like, we think it's not structural, but we don't want to take it out. <laughs> they're not on the plans. They're just there. The framers put them there to brace something when they're framing. Um, and the client doesn't feel comfortable taking those out. So now we're designing around them. Like you just never know little stuff like that. And it happens on every house. Yeah, I think the, probably the one thing I see the most is, um, you know, basement basement uh, ceiling joists with all kinds of holes cut out of them and, oh, and yeah, you know yeah. and and beams bearing on a little stack of bricks that's not really bearing on too much else and you wonder how these things are still <laughs> standing but i guess the the house is always stronger than the sum of its parts you know it's it yeah. takes a lot to probably to knock a house down yeah or that like floor joists on bearing on like a half inch of <laughs> steel plate or something yeah um Awesome. Uh, well, anything else we didn't touch on? Any any other comments you'd have? No, I mean, I think this is something that uh, people are going to be having a lot of questions about recently. Um, and it's not all that complicated. You just have to know what you're getting into at, at first. The other thing, the, the one other question that I get a lot of times is, can we just build an ADU but not call it that to get it through the building permits? And typically, no, you can't. Things like a stove, maybe an extra laundry, these things will get flagged and you'll get kicked back. So if you want to create a whole extra kitchen, 
in your basement, you probably can't do that. Um, they'll kick it back and say, you got to get the ADU process first. The way it yeah. works here is the way it works here is we have to uh, apply for the ADU, even if you don't have it yet, even if it's just drawings, you have to submit those drawings. Then you'll get a letter that says, yes, you're in the ADU application process. And then you can take that along with your plans to the building department. So if you try to sneak one in, it'll probably get caught and you'll get kicked back to the start of the process anyway. Yeah. And you're spending a lot of time and money on drawings. A good inspector would look at it and say like, oh, this is a duplex. It's not a single family home. Um, so yeah, interesting. Um, well, Ben, what are you up to? Where can people find you? So if you are a builder or homeowner, you can probably find me at bennorkinarchitecture.com. That's my professional practice. Uh, and I also have, uh, as part of my business, I also help out other architects with uh, passing their exams and some software training. So if you are an architect, you can probably find me at uh, hyperfinearchitecture.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. I'll put all that in the show notes. And um, yeah, have a great week. Thank you for having me. And that wraps up my interview with Ben. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something from it. Um, if you have any questions for me, I would love for you to reach out. I am on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. On LinkedIn, you can search my name, Adam Steiner, S-T-E-I-N-E-R, for Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. It's at Burnham Design Co. That's B-I-R-N-A-M Design Co. Thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate it. It means a ton when I get a little message through the week that someone heard it. Um, it's just, it's really exciting for me. So I enjoy that. If you are hearing this and you enjoy this podcast, reach out. Don't, don't be shy. And um, thanks as always to Andrew Michael Metter for the music. I will talk to you guys next week.